Hello, dental online trainers, and welcome to the Dental Online Training Sharecast. I'm your host, Dr. Dennis Hartley. Each month, we'll talk with dental experts who are doing amazing work in the world of dentistry. Also, occasionally, I'm going to throw in a few of my solo bonding sharecasts where I share a little with you about what I've learned along the way during my career. So tune in the first Tuesday of every month to hear the latest episodes. Hello, Dental Online Trainers. I'm Dr. Dennis Hartlieb, and welcome back for another of our Solo Bond Series recordings with yours truly, me as your host, and you get me again as your guest. Today, what I'd like to share with you are really some looking back at some thoughts I have on one of my favorite techniques, the composite veneer. So let me tell you my story. When I started back in dentistry and back in 1988, was really at the infancy of composites. So let me tell you a little bit about my travels, sort of my journey in dentistry. Graduated dental school from University of Michigan in 1988, and composite dentistry was really sort of in, a, in its infancy at that point. We had our macro composites and microhybrid composites were just being introduced after I graduated. And porcelain veneers, believe it or not, for our young dentists, they weren't even out yet. We weren't even doing porcelain veneers when I graduated dental school. We were doing things like gold foils. We did a lot of gold back in the day. So fast forward, I get into dental practice, and it's really sort of the emergence of dental porcelain veneers. So when I get out into private practice, after I graduated, I did a residency. I'm in private practice, and that's really sort of the beginning of porcelain veneers in our understanding and ability to create more conservative restorations and more aesthetic restorations with porcelain. Now, composite was also growing at the same time or the composite field. And there were sort of two different camps. There was the composite camp and there was the porcelain camp as there continues to be today. It's very interesting. You go to prosthodontic lectures and many speakers will talk about composite as sort of a okay temporary material or a, you know, a second rate material. So when I was a young dentist, I got influenced by a lab technician that I was working with. He was out in Bloomingdale. His name was Vitold, Vitold Wagrizen. And Vitold would bring in these top-notch lab technicians from around the world. Vitold was European, and so he had connections with a lot of the European lab technicians. And it was the first hands-on programs that I ever took, actually, was in dental ceramics. And so as a young dentist, I would sign up for these courses. I'd go to Vitold's lab, and I would sit next to these lab technicians who were learning from world-class lab ceramists, people from around the world, Claude Sieber, you know, Don Cornell, who was a U.S. lab technician, so many other ceramists that I can't even go through all the names. But it was interesting. I was learning how to layer porcelain as a, as, as a lab technician. Now, fortunately for my patients, I've never delivered any of those restorations that I was working on, but it helped me understand better what the lab technician needed from the dentist as far as space and preparation design, and it made me a better dentist. So if you would have asked me in 1990s, would I ever consider doing a composite veneer for a patient, I would tell you, you're nuts. You're crazy. There's no reason to do a composite veneer. And then I met a guy named Dr. Buddy Mopper. Buddy's one of my greatest influences in dentistry. If you don't know Dr. Mopper, he is one of the pioneers in composite and cosmetic dentistry. 
but he was doing composite dentistry like nothing I'd ever seen before when I met him in the late 90s. I was invited into Dr. Mopper's practice to observe, and I was blown away by the artistry and the natural aesthetic results he was getting with composite. It really helped me understand that there may be multiple ways to treat patients with cosmetic issues, and maybe, maybe porcelain's not the only answer. And maybe my limitation with composites that I was having in my practice was more about me and my techniques and my ability and my learnings than it was about the materials. So I fast forward now, almost 30 years later, and if you were to ask me, Dennis, if you had your option between composite and porcelain for veneering teeth, which would you choose? I would tell you, hands down, I'd rather do composite veneers than porcelain veneers almost any day. Now, it depends on the patient, of course. There are some patients that I think that are better off with porcelain veneers simply because the material is stronger. There's no doubt about it. Porcelain's going to be stronger. It's more durable. It's more stain and plaque resistant than composites. Even the best composites, even microfill composites. But what I lose with porcelain is I lose control. I also find that I can be way more conservative in my preparation design with composite than I can with porcelain. I think that's a big benefit. When I sit down with patients and we talk about the opportunities for cosmetically enhancing their teeth, we talk about the difference between porcelain and composite. I say, look, you have two options if you want to cosmetically improve your teeth, considering that whitening is not an option, but they have issues that are beyond just whitening their teeth. I'll say there are two materials you can choose from. Porcelain, which I say is sort of like glass. It's, it's created like glass is created. It's porcelain. It's baked in a porcelain oven. The advantage of porcelain, I tell patients, it's stronger. It's literally two to three times stronger than our composites. That means it's less likely to chip. It's less likely to break. It's also, I believe, to be more stain resistant for some patients. The patients that concern me for composites are patients that have a lot of extrinsic stain on their natural teeth. Patients who come in and their teeth are just stained. That makes me nervous about doing composites. What we have found and what I'm sure you've seen also is a lot of these patients still get stained on their porcelain, which is just crazy, right? So for patients who I'm worried about longevity of the restorations, about fracture of the restorations, about staining of the restorations, I'll probably recommend porcelain. But the downside of porcelain for me is several things. Number one, it's typically gonna be more drilling with porcelain than if I do composites, direct resin. I tell patients also it's gonna take more time, whereas composites I can do in a day. Porcelain is gonna take a month or maybe two months. I'm gonna prepare the teeth, we'll take impressions, Place temporaries, we'll see you back three to four weeks, depending on when my technician can return them. If everything looks right, then we can cement them. But there are times when I have to return the veneers to the ceramist to have them make modifications. That can be an issue, right? So we may be talking two months from when we prepare the teeth to when we finish. And for all of us who have done porcelain veneers, we know one of the biggest challenges is maintaining the veneer provisionals right? And I tell patients, here's the biggest challenge is that your temporaries may come off. What I found in practice, either they come off too easy or they don't come off and they're too hard to take off when it comes time to deliver the porcelain veneers. Maybe you've experienced that as well. But with a, with a great ceramist, you can get some really beautiful results. But one of the challenges, and 
I imagine many of you have heard this yourselves, that after you've delivered the porcelain restorations, the patient may say, you know what, I like your temporaries better. And I'll be honest, I just heard that literally yesterday. The patient said, you know what, your temporary looked better. Now, part of that is that I've developed skills to help, you know, make my direct resin bonding, my provisionals look, look more enhanced. But the reality also, I think it's composite just, I think it blends better. I think it's a little more chameleon with two structure than porcelain, especially if you're using a microfilm or if you're doing layering. As I tell patients, here's the advantage of porcelain. You got strength, you got durability. The downside of porcelain for me is that I got to prep your teeth more. I got to do more drilling. It's going to take longer. It's going to take one to two months to get this done. And there's going to be an issue with the provisionals. Likely, likely the provisionals will be coming off. They may. The last issue is that there's the extra costs for the laboratory expense. My fees for veneering is the same if I do a composite or porcelain. However, I add an extra fee, the laboratory fee, if I'm going to be doing it in porcelain. So there may be an incentive for patients to consider composites simply because of the costs. Now I do that because I, I prefer to do the composite. So I like the financial barrier to be less when I'm doing composites. So when people ask about composites, I say, here's the advantage of composite. So where you think about porcelain as being glass, I want you to consider composite being sort of plastic, but it's a really high-end plastic, it's really fine plastic. The advantage for me with composites is number one, I can typically drill your teeth less. Number two, it's all done in one day. And for me, and I tell patients, the biggest issue for me is I have all the control. That's an issue for me. I like controlling the dentistry. Now, I with porcelain, I can do some changes to the porcelain, right? I can do some contouring changes. Uh, I can do some staining at the office to you know make some subtle changes with porcelain. But with composite, I have all the ability to make all the changes I want. And if the patient comes back and they're dissatisfied with the composite, I can relayer the composite. Yesterday, a different patient had done two composite veneers on eight and nine. I'd seen her on Monday. She came back uh, yesterday and they were a little bulky. So I could go back and I could trim them. I could contour. I could add the surface texture and I could do that at my pace. And if I was unhappy with the, the shade, I could relayer them. I have all the control. And I like that. I like that as a dentist. I think many of us dentists like that. But the reality is, is that we have to learn new skills if we're going to do composite veneers, right? As Dr. Mopper used to say, you know, people who do just porcelain, they're just cutters and pasters. And I think dentistry can be like that sometimes. We just learn to drill the teeth. We impress the teeth, whether you're going to do that analog or digital. And then you wait for the laboratory, or if you do same-day crowns, you design it, and then you paste it. The reality is to do composite and to do composites well, it takes additional training. We just don't learn that in dental school. And unless you're just one of these people who's incredibly gifted, I think it takes time and effort, serious effort, to be able to learn to do composites well. It certainly has taken me a lot of effort and a lot of years to be able to master this material. I've taken tons of hands-on workshop courses with people, like I said, with Dr. Buddy Mopper, Corky Wilhite, Newton Fall. There's so many people that I've taken courses from that have helped guide me in my composite journey because it's a, it's a new art for us, way different than what we're taught when we're in dental school. So in today's world, if you were to say, hey, Dennis, how can I make my teeth look better? And provided the teeth aren't 
are minimally, you know, min minimally destructed <laughs> or, in, or in decent shape, but bleaching or whitening is not an option. Then let's talk about veneering. Let's talk about our two options, composite versus porcelain. And I will tell you, and I tell my patients, if composite was as strong as porcelain, I would be hard pressed to find a reason to do porcelain veneers anymore. But that's not the reality. So we still need to depend on our ceramists to help us for those cases. But I implore you, if you're just learning about composite dentistry or you're in the early stages, consider the wonderful results that you can do for your patients in your own practice, controlling the contour, controlling the color, controlling the luster, the surface texture. You can control that. And you can do that by minimizing the preparation of the patient's teeth, reducing the cost for your patient. And I think ultimately getting more satisfaction and enjoyment out of the dentistry that you do. Now, it isn't that you don't get enjoyment and fulfillment out of doing indirect cases, doing porcelain veneer cases. You can, for sure. But there's a certain level of satisfaction when you get to create a restoration, start to end. When you get to create a smile from beginning to end, and you are the person who's controlled that all the way through, there's a certain satisfaction that I think is just different than when I do porcelain veneers. Well, that's my thoughts on composite veneers and my changes in my career where a couple of decades ago, I would have told you, you'd be crazy to do composite veneers. Now I tell you, I think composite veneers in my practice are as fulfilling or maybe more fulfilling to me than porcelain veneers. And I've been able to serve many, many patients and give them beautiful smiles, beautiful results, being conservative, having the control, reducing the costs. The one last thing I forgot to say about composite veneers is that, you know what, porcelain does chip. And the problem with porcelain chips, it's an issue because you're going to have to drill off the porcelain and redo and then try to get one veneer to match a series of veneers. It's incredibly challenging. So composite can chip, right? But the nice thing about composite, when it chips, you can repair it. You can roughen up the composite and you can just repair it right then, real time, without the cost, without the hassle. Much easier, much simpler. So consider that also as one of the advantages of composites is repairability and maintenance. One of the challenges that we have with our porcelain restorations. Well, that's it, dental online trainers. So thanks for listening in as I share my thoughts on composite veneers versus porcelain veneers and what I've learned over a few decades in my dental practice. So yours for better dentistry. I'm Dr. Dennis Hartley. Well, thanks so much for listening or viewing our ShareCast today. If you enjoy this and you want to get more information from dental online training, then check us out at dothandson.com. That's one word, dothandson.com. Now, as a reminder, DOT has so many other great opportunities for your learning. We have our Wine and Unwind monthly webinars where we engage real time with our viewers as we bring in leaders throughout the dental industry to bring you up-to-date information and answer your questions. We have our monthly coffee and donut study club sessions where our participants bring in cases and we treatment plan these cases together to help you bring great treatment to your patients. 
We have our live virtual workshops where our dental online trainers perform the same techniques from their kits as I'm doing from the comfort of their own home or office. We have our blogs and we have endless selection of our hands-on pre-recorded technique courses to help you improve the clinical dentistry that you can provide for your patients. That's right. With our on-demand courses, you do these hands-on exercises when the time is right for you. So check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn at Dental Online Training. And hey, be sure to share this with your friends and colleagues who you think might benefit from this ShareCast and everything that DOT has to offer. And now, how about one of those coveted five-star ratings? Please go to your site and help us by getting the word out to others. And we'd welcome one of those wonderful five-star ratings. This episode was created with special help from Claire O'Neill. It was edited by Ashley Dixon Ellison and with original music by Chris Peterson. Again, thank you for listening. I'm Dr. Dennis Hartley, yours for better dentistry.